Welcome to Those Catholic Shrinks with Lisa and Regina. Your favorite podcast about mind, body, and soul. You're listening to Those Catholic Shrinks with Regina and Lisa. Today's podcast is on work-life balance. (laughs) So all you working moms, all you working parents, dads too, (laughs) listen up because we are here to tell you the secret. But yeah. first, before we get into that, mm-hmm. we need to tell you what we're drinking today. We do, yes. Uh, the saga of the Andy T continues, actually. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so I went to Trader Joe's again, uh, and they had just peppermint tea. So what? he really loves peppermint cinnamon, but they had just peppermint. So I'm okay. like, okay, maybe he'll really like this. And he has decided that... Peppermint cinnamon is a fall winter tea. Okay. <laughs> that I might agree with that. Yeah, I actually kind of see the reasoning behind it. And so the just peppermint is a spring summer tea. Oh. So crisis averted. <laughs> he was okay with that. He was okay with that. I was worried yes. for a second. I thought you were gonna say he was no, really upset. I was like, oh man, like I'm gonna have to break it to this guy. There's no more peppermint cinnamon tea, friend. But no, they have just peppermint. He was okay with it. So nice. We're we're doing okay. So we're we're representing with the peppermint today. Yes, we are. <laughs> Spring summer. Spring summer tea. It's In perfect. the Sojourner household. <laughs> Andy's instructions. <laughs> that is so funny. But the Trader Joe's peppermint has some unique mint in there, doesn't it? Isn't it spearmint and peppermint? Is it? I don't know, actually. I didn't read the label that much. So it's not just your average peppermint, people. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's delicious, basically. Yes, it's lovely. Thank you, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Seriously, when's our sponsorship check coming in? I'm, I'm raising my mug to you right oh, now. Here we go. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> I love it. So, yes. <laughs> so, Andy has found balance in his tea choice. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we find balance in work and life? So, I figured it out. Oh. Basically, there's seven days a week, right? So, that's too hard to divide. So, I, there's, I figured out there's 168 hours in a week, which is an even number. That turns into 10,080 minutes. So, if you divide that in half, you have... 5,040 minutes to devote to work. Okay. 5,040 to devote to your kids. So all you have to do is schedule those hours, 168 hours, make sure it's down to the minute. Okay. And you'll have half of your week for work, half of your week for kids. It's completely foolproof. Oh. And (laughs) that is the way that you make sure that your life is perfectly balanced with work and your kids. And, and toddlers are, are cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically, people, there is no such thing as a work-life balance. We, we tricked you a little bit. Yeah. Our title is not completely honest. No. Um, for some reason, it's I feel like it's out there. There is this mm-hmm. question constantly that people are asking, and I think women in general, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves with, how do I, if you're a working parent, how do I find that balance, right? How do I make sure that I'm giving enough time to my kids? How do I make sure that I'm giving enough time to work? And then the reality is, is step number one is you can't. <laughs> and <laughs> learning to be comfortable with that. Yeah. That 
when you are focusing on your children, you are not focusing on work, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and when you are focusing on work, you are not available to focus on your kids. And I think in one sense, it, if we can make that shift, it can help you be a little more present. Mm-hmm. But realizing that that's not reality and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you say that because it's even for, for me as a counselor, like it's nice mm-hmm. to hear another another working parent say that yes oh my gosh like no you can't it's not you just haven't figured it out yet right it's no that doesn't exist right and it really is so hard to have that divided heart and that part Mm -hmm. of yourself where you know when you're at work you're thinking about are they okay what are they doing right now you know do they need me (laughs) (laughs) is something wrong you know and when you're with them, sometimes you're like, oh, I really wish I had time to <laughs> do that extra paperwork. Or Yeah, it's like, right. why won't you just let me make a phone call? <laughs> I just want to make a phone call. Exactly. Like, I know you want cheese sticks, <laughs> but just let me make this phone call. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think I, I like that it's important to recognize, like what you were saying, that when you're focusing on one, you just can't focus on the other. If it's not... Your brain cannot be divided in half. Your heart can't be divided in half. Like, exactly. And how, how effective, I mean, it's not physically possible, and then how effective would you really be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, that, I like, transitions to what you were saying, that especially women, mm-hmm. we put this pressure on ourselves. So, you know, Facebook automatically filters in articles that it thinks you'll find interesting. And the number right. of times I found, like, here's like 10 ways to find that work-life balance or, mm. you know, find more ways to spend with your kids. They don't even know that you're actually a working mom. Like, <laughs> I haven't read that article yet, but <laughs> um, eventually it's, you have, you have the stress of working, you have the stress of being a parent and it's not, it's not just one plus one equals two. Cause you also have the stress of I'm not doing it perfectly. Right. And I'm not finding this balance that apparently Facebook has a million articles for 10 different ways to find that balance. Exactly. And I still haven't found it. And so now I'm super stressed. Mm -hmm. It's not just one plus one equals two in terms of stress. Right. It's exponential. Right. Not only do you have to worry about balancing your family life and your work life, but now you have to add in all these other things like yoga and tea time (laughs) with your girlfriends and that's supposed to be some type of balance apparently (laughs) it's like wait so in order to be balanced i have to do more things right (laughs) i'm i'm gonna burst an artery (laughs) um and i I like what you said is that stress it does it makes us inefficient at both Mm -hmm. so even when you're in the work because your your brain and your heart are thinking, Am I, should I even be doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not as effective at work as you could be. And then when you're with your kids, it's, okay, am I not being dedicated enough to my job? Mm-hmm. And so now you're with your kids, but your brain isn't with your kids, so you're not being as attentive to them as you could be. And so, again, that stress just makes it so when you're in those moments, instead of being mindful and really taking time in those moments, right. You, you can't be as effective. Right. You can't be as emotionally available or you can't be as productive as you could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find the balance makes you more imbalanced. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mythical balance. The mythical. The mythical balance. The unicorn of work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so I find that um, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so then the question is, is what's the solution? Right. So I keep chasing after this balance. Where is it? Right. And I feel like we often look to so many people outside of ourselves. I mean, the mom community mm-hmm. is very out there, very present, very tight-knit in a sense. Oh, and yeah. so you want to look to other women and say, am I doing this right? Is this, you know, how do I do this? And for some reason, when we see that, it seems like everyone else is doing it perfectly and has it all together but I'm the only one who's really struggling internally. And mm. why why does that happen? I mean, why, why do we do that to ourselves? But it seems to be that when a young or new parent kind of looks out into the world and tries to seek help, they don't see anyone reflecting their experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just read, there was this really cool um, article on Facebook. It was a, a mom blogger which, you know, could be good, could be bad, but this one was good. Um, and it was a dear husband letter where she's asking her husband for more help. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a working mom, and she's talking about how um, how stressed out she is. She gives a little anecdote about crying babies, things like that. But she's reflecting on exactly what we're talking about. And at one point, um, you know, she talks about this idea of looking out to other people to mm-hmm. see, am I doing it right? Or how could I find that balance? And I'm, I, I want to read a little snippet of the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to find this letter, just Google mom's dear husband letter. Um, and it should pop right up. So she says, I also see my friends and other moms doing it all and doing it well. I know you see it too. If they can manage it. And if our mothers did it so well for us, why can't I, I don't know. Maybe our friends are playing the part in public and secretly struggling. Maybe our moms suffered in silence for years, and now 30 years later, they simply don't remember how hard it was. Or maybe, and this is something I berate myself every other single day, I'm just not as qualified for the job as everyone else. Mm. And as much as I cringe just thinking it, I'm going to say it. I need more help. Mm. I really love that. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. (laughs) What is it about our culture that makes us feel like we can't ask for help? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah, I mean, she says it in that letter like it's such this impending doom of, mm-hmm. oh, now I have come to the last resort. You know, I am a failure. I need to ask for help. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... Honestly, I mean, I feel like we really need to give the, give this up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I kind of just want to, like, shake, shake our culture a little bit and say, get over it, people, get over it. Yeah. Um, that it's impossible. I mean, this individualistic mindset is great on the one hand, right? Mm. We're in the United States. We have so many freedoms we're blessed with here. Um, so many ways to live life and achieve your dreams. But on the other hand, it's almost looked as if if you do need help, to ask for it is almost admitting that you're weak or some type of failure. Mm-hmm. And I highly doubt anyone becomes successful at anything without the assistance of someone else who's been there ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely. Along the way to give some tips, something, mentoring. <laughs> well, and I like what you, you kind of 
putting it over to this individualistic society. And I kind of agree is that we want to be seen, you know, we kind of give everybody the highlight reel of our life. Um, and we want to be seen as um, independent and capable. And, you know, we're Americans. We pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Right. And, um, and I just sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice until I can't sacrifice anymore. And if I ask for help, that means I don't love enough. Mm. Um, and I like what you said that I didn't think about it that way, that her last resort is I need more help. Mm-hmm. As though help is a last resort. Right. Because I think asking for help in an individualistic society makes you vulnerable. Mm. Because then you have to admit to somebody I can't be everything to everybody. Mm. I think that's a huge pressure that's placed on us as women. Right. And I think actually on men too, to some extent. Yeah. In a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there's some guys out there listening, I'm sure you guys probably feel this too. Well, yeah, especially, you know, in a lot of more traditional families, right? If the Mm -hmm. husband is the one working and mom's staying at home. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very that's more pressure, I think, on the gentleman sometimes to have that work life balance because everything income wise is relying on you, and so that person would feel even more imbalanced of feeling the need to be dedicated to work so that you can make sure your family has that financial stability, but then it takes you away from being with your family physically, yeah, a lot of times, and so. I feel like that would be very difficult to find that balance. Absolutely. And especially because when you look at, you know, that dynamic from maybe even before our parents of, you know, um, because I think a lot of our parents were, some moms worked as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I had lots of friends whose moms worked. My mom stayed at home, but I had, it was like a balance of Mm -hmm. stayed home moms and working moms. Yeah, my mom worked nights, so I didn't know that she was working. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was the generation before that where it was pretty standard. Mom stayed at home. Dad worked. Mm-hmm. But finances were even different back then. Like, it was easier to buy a house. Right. And just, like, the way that people were, their paychecks made more sense to be able to have. You could have a stay-at-home mom. And financially, the economy allowed for that. Whereas mm-hmm. nowadays, the economy really doesn't allow for that. Right. Like, the cost of housing and just the cost of living is so much higher in comparison to the average American's paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, it's harder to buy a house and to meet daily needs based on one income. It's almost becoming impossible. Right, right. Um, so, you have that. Plus, there's this whole new standard on men of... Like, you need to be emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days when <laughs> you could be the dad that just comes home in the evening and puts his feet up and the kids turn the TV on for him. Right. You know, <laughs> so now it's harder to make it a one-income uh, one household mm-hmm. and you're expected to be more emotionally available as well. So I think for men, it's, it's just as hard to find that work-life balance find that work-life balance, that mythical balance for them as well. Right. And to, yeah, it's pressure from different angles, I would say. Yeah. And to actually be present in the moment, I think, is a huge thing. Kind of like what you were saying with the highlight reel, you know, you're confronted with these Pinterest moms of (laughs) (laughs) cutting kids' lunches out in these perfect little shapes and dinosaurs, (sighs) and you're just throwing, like, bologna in a plastic bag and like 
did you watch me make chicken flesh this morning? <laughs> and you're just happy that you got out the door on time. Yeah. Right? And that idea of, you know, asking, like, how in the world did you have time for the dinosaur cut-out lunch? <laughs> no. Please show me your ways. <laughs> of, you know, being comfortable, learning to become more comfortable asking that I feel like yeah and I I was thinking back too to what you were saying about working dads like I'm thinking about traveling parents too oh so not only like what about people who leave for maybe a week at a time for yeah. work and then come home on the weekends and only get a really short amount of time with their kids and with their family you yeah know? how do you balance that yeah or even like your mom like mm-hmm. people who work night shifts Maybe they both work at a hospital because we we live in Orlando. Right. You know, we have a huge hospital community here. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people who are working crazy 12-hour shifts and right. maybe both spouses because you found your spouse at work. Exactly. And you're both working shifts that are opposite of one another. Like, mm-hmm. I know quite a few people that are like that. Right. When, um, when do you even see each other and spend time together as a family? Maybe you're each with your kids, but mm-hmm. are you together as a whole family unit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, we joked about at the beginning, like, oh, like, how to find work-life balance. Haha, right. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but I think the important thing is we're, we're not going to send you away with, like, oh, you just have to feel bad because your, your life will always be out of balance. <laughs> I think it's partly lowering our standards right. in that I don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. and I, I can ask for help. Mm-hmm. And also understanding that... You don't have to be everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of bringing that back around to our faith, like it's almost prideful to expect yourself to be everything to everybody, to be mm. the perfect worker, to be the perfect mom, to be the perfect wife, to be the perfect daughter to your your parents and the right. perfect sister to your siblings. And, and then I also go to yoga and I knit on occasion, like, <laughs> whatever other random amount of things you're, you think you're supposed to do. Right. You know, is like you can't be everything to everybody. The only person who can be everything to everybody is Jesus Christ. Mm. And if we're trying to make ourselves into somebody who's the panacea to all of our loved ones' problems, the mm. solution to all of our loved ones' lives, we're going to burn out fast. Right. Which is why you might be feeling that stress and thinking, (laughs) racking your brain of how do I find this balance? That could be a sign that you're stressed and need to take a step back and say, you know, allowing yourself to be more present. Okay, when I'm with my kids, this is all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to be beating myself up that I'm not making that extra phone call or doing that extra paperwork. Like, Mm -hmm. just dedicate that time for this and let it go in a sense. And the opposite is true. And when you're at work, be at work. Yeah. And giving yourself that permission, like you said, of it's okay that I can't be everything to everyone and humbly accepting that. Yeah. I, we hope will relieve some of that stress for you of you are doing what you're called to do in that moment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And that... Um, the idea of balance makes it seem as though there's some like perfect solution like and this idea of looking outside of yourself and looking at other people and evaluating your life against other people's like I think it's C.S. Lewis who said that comparison is the thief of joy mm. is that comparing ourselves and our life our family life to other people's like it's 
not going to go well because yes. there is no perfect model of what a family should look like or what a perfect wife should look like or what a perfect father in terms of balancing their lives. Like there is no perfect balance. Right. There's marriage is a school of holiness. Family is a school of holiness. So how is my family reflecting the Lord? Mm-hmm. So maybe the maybe we should just get rid of the question entirely of how mm. do I find balance? Yeah. And replace it with how am I how am I asking the Lord to enter into the crazy of my everyday life? Wow. How am I live how do I live my life? Yeah. Just Cause, live it. Cuz it's going to be different for everybody. Mm. So beautiful. Mm. I like that. I feel like we should end with that. I think so. Too. Can you say that question again? Um, oh, now I've got to think of it again. <laughs> so I... maybe we should just get rid of the question entirely of how do I find work-life balance? Stop asking that question and start asking, Lord, how can you enter into the messiness of my life? And how do you want me to live my life? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to end with that. and we'll We'll see you next time.